it's time. Roll for initiative. All right. So, what do you do? Hey, and welcome to Tabletop 101. I'm your host, Caleb, and this is our co-host, Mike, over here. Hey, what's up? Today, we're going to be talking about how to roleplay an abrasive character without being an abrasive player. Exactly. And let's let's kind of start by breaking down the difference between these two things and why it's cool to play one and why it's not to play the other. So, uh, an abrasive character, uh, there's a lot of ways to define what this is. There's a lot of examples in media. But essentially, an, an abrasive character is someone who's like a little rough around the edges. Uh, maybe maybe they're a little a little rude, maybe a little bit mean to um, other, other characters in the game, whether they be NPCs or even other PCs. But generally like their 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 hearts in the right place and they're they're aligned alongside the players um compared to a um uh and antagonistic yes yeah that's the word you're looking for so an antagonistic character is one who doesn't necessarily align their goals with the party they aren't you know like they don't they don't have their heart in the right place what it is is they're more mean to the other party members or mean to npcs and stuff like that because they can because they enjoy being mean and it's it's a mean-spirited type thing versus a you know good intentions wrong route right. you know well, so it, it's it's like it's like um like professor snape uh from harry potter and uh, and draco malfoy that little slytherin prick right? absolutely you know draco is a perfect antagonistic character he he's antagonistic at Harry. He hates Harry Potter, mm. hates him with a passion, and he's constantly looking to hurt him, either physically or with words. So, like, if we were playing, like, the Harry Potter, the RPG, it would be bad, I think, to have the players, one person play Harry, one play Hermione, one play the real main character, Ron, and have the fourth player be, uh, to be Draco Malfoy, because he would be totally antagonistic to that group. Absolutely. He would be a detriment to the party. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but alternatively, Snape, um, while like you know he's he's a little hard on on like like Harry Potter and his gang. Like end of the day, he's a good guy and he 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 loves them. You know, he's a <laughs> I, I I I I read the books like a decade ago. I swear I know what I'm talking about. He's a big fan. He has the Harry Potter T-shirt. He and his mom go way back together. You know. Um, but like in, in all seriousness, a, a, a fun abrasive character is, is someone who can be like a little hard on the other players, but like at the end of the day, they're a constructive character. You, you, you get along, you have similar goals, even if you don't see eye to eye on how to get things done while like a really bad, um, like antagonistic character would be one that just totally shuts everything down and is just, just a jerk to be a jerk all the time. Like dude, you don't belong here. Make a different character. Absolutely. If the entire party's goal is to go get uh, this treasure to be able to split it between themselves and you have a character in the party who's like, no, I'm going to keep everything for myself. Screw you guys. I want all the treasure myself. That's antagonistic to the party. Mm -hmm. It's not going to help the party. Their goals are not aligned at all. But if you've maybe got a character who's like, well, I don't really want any of the treasure, but I want to find it, you know, and they might be abrasive to some of the other characters, but their party goals are aligned at that moment. You know, they mm-hmm. want to. They both want to find the treasure 
maybe they're not perfectly in sync. The ones want the treasure for themselves. Maybe the other one wants to give it away to someone. But at the same time, their goals are aligned. And so that can help bring something constructive to the party. Right. Like... See, like abrasive characters are, are are weird because like there's a lot of times where we always are told that that's that's bad. We shouldn't do it. But like when you sit down at it, there's a there's a lot of really cool reasons why you would want to play an abrasive character. Um, what 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 are some of those reasons? So some of my favorite reasons for abrasive characters are they bring a different element to the story. Uh, you don't have you know like and I'm going to use this. It's a great famous story and I, I really like it, but it doesn't really have an abrasive character. Okay. And that's Lord of the Rings. It's a great story, but not every party are you going to have every party member who loves each other and who cares about each other and who's always the goody two shoes. Mm-hmm. It adds elements and depth to the story. If you have that character who's maybe aligned with what they're trying to do, but really doesn't like everybody in the group, or is that kind of abrasive, like, no, 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 just back off me, back off me, I can do it this myself type yeah. attitude. Because it, it just, it also brings character development. It really does. Because you can see that character change over time with a lot of those stories, which you don't get that in every in every sort for uh, every source of media like, uh, like a Lord of the Rings type thing. Like one of my one of my favorite uh, all-time animes is uh, Black Lagoon. It's a, it's a modern day anime about pirates basically. And one of the characters in that, uh, Revy, we the anime starts off with her pointing a gun at the protagonist's face and basically tries to kill him in the first episode. But then over time, like we start to realize why she is a piece of shit, and the main character starts to kind of figure out what makes her tick, and they start like growing and bonding in, in a way where she's still super abrasive, but it's it's enduring, especially when you get when you get to like the the end of the series and they they become super close. So it, it's kind of cool to be able to play a role playing game where you have a character that's maybe a little hard on the other on the other party members only to get to see them grow over time because a good role-playing game has characters that grow from one thing to something else by the end of the uh, by the end of the story and that could be a really cool arc to explore if you get buy-in from your players absolutely you need buy-in from the players not just the players but the gm as well because it's going to be something that can be very divisive at the table uh it can rub people the wrong way it really can mm-hmm. so if players are uncomfortable with it it's best not to do it. Yeah. Like, I, I think even if, if one person's not cool with it, stop. Don't do it. Because uh, I've played in games with, with groups of players who sometimes they can be, like, shy or really uncomfortable, especially around confrontation, and they just don't want that kind of story. But alternatively, sometimes, like, you have people who are, like, super down for whatever, and they want to see that. But always, I, I like to pitch the character concept with everyone else and be like, hey, guys, so I got this idea for this character. Um, she's a half-orc barbarian. Her name's Thorn. Uh, she swell. Uh, she swells. She swears and yells a lot. She calls it swelling when she does it. Oh, see, um, I thought you said swole. No, oh, she, like, yeah, yeah, she is swole. Very yeah, swole. She's very swole. Mm-hmm. Um, this character sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. Um, and like you, you would say, like, hey, here, here's some ideas I kind of want to do. Like, I think she's going to maybe like, maybe swear occasionally, and maybe like. Uh, I'm at a loss of words here. For an example, right? And if maybe you were going to go walk through a door and I thought it was trapped, 
unregular character might be like, Ah, but Stephen, that door mayeth be trapped. Alloweth me to go and search for it. My abrasive character might instead grab Stephen's shoulder and be like, Watch the- watch where you're fucking going, you idiot. What are you thinking? Of course they've trapped that door, you fucking moron. Right? Like, you could- you could have a little bit of fun with it. I like how your normal character says things like, Alloweth. Alloweth. <laughs> I want to implement that more in my stuff. Yeah, you should see my- my cleric. They're ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, with your- like, what you were saying earlier with regards to, I uh, Remy? No, Remy. Revy. 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 Mm. With Black Lagoon. I mean- Jumping back to the earlier example we talked about with Snape, Professor yeah. Snape, and you know Harry Potter, because it's everyone knows Harry Potter, mm-hmm. but reading the books, watching the movies, stuff like that, you didn't even know Snape was really a abrasive character. You always thought he was a antagonist, right? Just based on the situation, until all of a sudden you realized, oh wait a minute, when it's finally revealed that Snape is been, you know, he's loved Harry's mother and actually holds a special place for Harry and is actually looking out for him this entire time, you look back at it and you go, oh, hang on. Wait a minute. Now I'm seeing things in a different light. Mm-hmm. All you're doing with this instead of that story of that, where it's the reveal that this character has actually been this abrasive character who's cared about him for the entire time. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is you're upfront telling your party, Hey, I'd like to play this Snape of the party. I'd like to play the abrasive character. You know, I care. You know, my character cares about your characters, but in character, it will not seem like it yep. at times. But like again, solidify like we've had we have some kind of similar goal, and I would even yes. try to set that up during character creation. Like maybe both of our characters have the same enemy. Maybe the the demon king uh, both killed our loved ones or whatever, and we're going to go fight the demon king or whatever. Or maybe both of our characters happen to be like barbarians of 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 similar tribes or Mm -hmm. share a similar religion whatever it is maybe you're drinking buddies so you have other ways to kind of connect to the party and kind of show that soft enduring side because if you're just rude all the time no one's gonna want you around but like if if you if you're able to kind of like, I would say just as much as you're showing that abrasive side of your character, like like the rough side, also show the diamond side of the character as well. Show show what's hidden underneath those sharp edges, and then start to reveal more of that over over time and over play. Yeah, I imagine it like a like a, almost like a bass style on like a radio type thing. Sometimes you want to crank that bass and be really abrasive. Other times you want to lower that down to get that more mellow, smooth tone. Uh, to where you can kind of show off that more enduring side that you're talking about. Yeah, I think I think balancing that is a really good trait that you should be using and utilizing mm-hmm. as playing an abrasive character. Well, again, like yeah, being able to dial that up and down, especially mm-hmm. with players with with feedback from the other players or from the GM. Like if if maybe you're going at it a bit hard, dial it down a little bit. Maybe if you are if, if you and the other players are really comfortable with it, maybe dial it up a little bit at key moments. Um, like I, I, I'd say, especially as you're more comfortable with the character, and the other players are more comfortable with it as well. Maybe later in the campaign, as you're, you know, showing your more enduring side, is where you can also show your the character's darker side. Show like maybe why are they angry all the time? Show some of their more deep rooted issues to kind of make them a little bit kind of deeper in both their their kind of like nice and not so nice side. And um, then you can you can even turn those kind of thing. like maybe they have a maybe they have a fear of magic. Yeah. Um, and so they, that's what causes them a lot of anger. And all of a sudden they're around a lot of magic. 
dial that up the abrasive side right don't make them enduring that situation dial that abrasiveness up and be like hyper aggressive about like no i want out of this situation it is causing stress and anxiety for your character and your character is in turn lashing out as a result of this even to like the fellow party members right and oh absolutely like like maybe there's like some sign at some local bar about they're opening a new magic academy and they're going to be teaching magic to the peasants or whatever and one of the party members who doesn't know this maybe like brings it up and oh this is a great idea says the sorcerer in the party and that that's maybe the moment where you, you you kind of like step in and you kind of like maybe show that abrasive side of the character again and you go like like what the fuck are you thinking right like you want to you want to arm these peasants with dangerous magic, just like the demon king who you know burned the land. What like you're you're fucking stupid, you know. And mm. you can kind of weave in some of that reasonable argument, or you could just kind of go kind of just straight to like kind of putting putting it down and just kind of like being like, what's well, a real fucking stupid idea? What next? We're gonna give them like give give swords to children and just kind of leave it at that and just kind of like give people that moment of being like whoa what's going on and this could this could literally have been a situation that happened minutes after walking out of a out of a tavern kind of where you might have bought the party drinks because you guys are celebrating the victory over something yeah and you were just buddies a moment ago yeah and then you just you dial that you have it turned low and you just dial it right up to 10 really quick because something just triggered you something stressed your character out your character is now lashing out violently to towards the party in that situation, though, as the as the player, mm-hmm. not the character, as the player, though, you need to be very clear about that kind of thing. Right. So that way, the other uh, the other players are not then feeling that you, as Mike, the player, are lashing out at mm-hmm. them. And I I like to sometimes give a warning, um, out of character as the player, um, before I kind of break into that. So occasionally, I, I, I'll describe maybe in that scene when the sorcerer says, "Wow, this is a great idea. Let's let's give you know let's let's teach uh, magic to the peasants or whatever." Right? Uh, I, I can maybe describe like, "Oh, you hear like a, a crash as like a ceramic um, mug hits the ground, and you turn to see Thorn and her eyebrows twitching, and she's like gritting her teeth and she glares up at you. You've not seen her this angry in literally months." And then there I start talking in character, and I'll switch right into, what the fuck did you just say? Right? And then be like, oh, it's on. So, so that way you're not just like, you're like, it's not me attack. It's not me, Michael, attacking you, uh, Caleb, the player. It's, yeah. it's, it's Thorn against Mr. Stevenson or whoever you're playing. Yeah, I mean, it it's shows that build up really quick before you, as you've said to me before, off- Mike before yeah. uh it's, I'm it's, on it's showing the gun before you actually uh fire the gun it's instead you're you're pulling it out to show it and yeah. say hey I have this it's a threatening thing to show hey this is what's happening versus just mm-hmm. immediately firing because well, you're you're building the drama of like the threat of pulling the metaphorical gun out instead yeah. of just a shot in the dark because that can Absolutely. sometimes be jarring for players, especially if everyone's in a good mood. Then out of nowhere, you as the player are just yelling at another player. It can kind of freak people out, you know? And I think that's actually a great segue into like things you need to be on the lookout for when you're playing an abrasive character. Now, these aren't things that you, like, you mustn't do, but these are things that I, I feel like you should be a little conscious about, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think it's, it's yelling, 
Um, a lot of people, when they play like an angry character, they want to yell. And I think you can, depending on the setting, but I think you can have just as much leverage out of talking in like a low growly voice. Um, like again, going back to the, the Thorn example, where she, you know I could just say like, the fuck did you just say? And I think that's as effective as me, and I'm not going to do it on mic, is just yelling really loud, you're fucking stupid. But the mic appreciates it. Yes, my, my <laughs> mic appreciates me being Mike, being really quiet to the microphone right now. Um, is, is like kind of like keeping it down, because like if, if you're super loud, that can be very grating on people's eardrums. And I'd also, I wouldn't be angry, little mean bitch every single scene, every single sentence, or else again, it becomes very grating. Like we were saying before, tone that up, tone that down, but try to keep an equal balance throughout the session. Yeah, if you're if you're too much in one direction or the other, you lose out on the benefits of having that type of character. Uh, if you're too enduring, you're no longer an abrasive character. You you really aren't at that point. You're you're all for the party, a okay, everything's fine. You're nice to people. You're helpful. You're not an abrasive character anymore. Mm-hmm. You might still have those tendencies once in a great while, but you're not really playing an abrasive character. And it, it is fine to play someone who maybe gets over like Correct. being abrasive and kind of like grows into okay. something else. Like a, showing a character getting over maybe a traumatic event or maybe a, some type of trauma or thing that stresses them out, you know, some type of problem or issue with them, showing them pe- getting past that is a huge thing that role play allows you to do. Um, but to the reverse side of that as well, if you're, if like you mentioned, if you're cranked all the way to 10 too much, it's going to come off as just grating, irritating. You, it's just going to be a constant thing and players are going to go, Oh, great. It's this player again. Oh, great. I got to deal with, I got to deal with Thorn again. Thorn's yelling about something. Mm-hmm. But know. like if, if I have an equal number of, of scenes or I'm equal, but like if I, if, if for every, like, time that, like, Thorin yells at you for, like, don't just fucking walk in there, you jackass. Look first. If I have, like, just as many of those with, like, her enduring scenes of being like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, Benny, they got rum here. Come and check it out. Like, you have her, her scenes of her being like, man, this girl also really likes rum, right? As much as she also likes to think she's the boss, which she's clearly not. And... So I, I thought of something in that moment really quick there. Yeah. You, you mentioned the, well, look first kind of thing. You could then have a scene later on where that same character goes to go through a doorway and they're, they quickly like look around kind of thing and then they check back with your character, check back the Thorn and be like, yeah, no, I, I looked, we're good. I give them the thumbs you know? up and I'm and, like, and, yeah. And Thorn can react one of two different ways depending on the situation. They can be like, oh yeah, no, good job. Good job. You actually listened. Oh my God, I'm surprised kind of thing or something like that. Right. Or they can turn it to the extreme. What, you want a fucking cookie? Right. Or a or cookie even, because even, you did something basic. Even better, you turn you back know? to you, you turn back to Thorn, and I point, and I'm like, the bad guys are that way, idiot. I got exactly. this. Exactly. And so you're still playing that abrasive character, but you're also trying to like provide that like growth for the character as well. I like it. Yeah. You know? So I think I think it's important that you can take those scenes and kind of run with them. Yeah. Um. You you mentioned you mentioned like like trauma earlier. Yes. Um. I think abrasive characters are, are, are cool because it, they, you're, you're basically showing someone reacting to, in, in many cases, a traumatic event that made them who they are, and they'll lash out in mm-hmm. different ways. Just as important as a lot of other th- things to check into for like red cards and X cards and whatnot during session zero, I, I think as the abrasive 
as a person playing the abrasive character, you, you need to kind of check in to see what is and what is not okay to say. Like, are there particular, like, am I allowed to say, fuck, can I swear? Uh, can I make diminutive jokes about people's genitals? Um, can I make, like, in fiction, like, racial slurs? Like, can I say green skin or knife ear? Is is that is that kosher with people or is that too real with real world things? Should we just avoid those altogether? Um, and, and maybe that's where like a, a player might point out, well, I actually, I really don't like this word or that yeah. word. Could we avoid these? And you know what? Thank you. I will not say that word. Or be willing to take feedback. Say if a couple Absolutely. sessions in, if during the session or after the session, someone's like, hey man, you you said the... Um, you, you said knife-eared bastard like right. four times to me, right. and I'm just I'm feeling a little hurt. Or like maybe maybe like you, know? you, you said bastard, uh, like like oh, yeah. maybe think that's not like a serious bad but bad word, but like m- maybe one of your players takes offense to that due to like personal familial issues, and you're yeah. like, oh god, I had no idea. I am, I'm sorry, fess up to it, apologize, make a note, don't do it again. Absolutely, right. And you got to keep track of those notes too. You can't just those aren't the notes that you just like stick in the back of your journal and just like, okay, cool. I'm never going to remember this NPC's name again. Cause it's yeah. never going to be important. No, those are the notes you put in like every page. So, yeah. you know, Hey, don't say this. Don't say this. Yeah. Like I, I have a list of like, like uh, offensive things that I'm cool saying and a list of, of things that I will never say. And if I start saying them, I, I shut things down. Um, one last thing I want to touch in on, unless yeah. you have any more is, no, um, you're good. With the dialing in and dialing out, I, I've played a bunch of angry characters uh, over like the last decade, and I find that if I'm in a bad mood, I need to not play that angry character that session. If I'm getting partway through the session and I'm personally getting mad at another player, I need to just stop. Uh, otherwise, uh, my anger and the, the character's anger start to kind of like flow in together, and it stops being constructive, and it starts being totally adversarial. So if you ever find yourself being taken over by by your character, um, feel free for that session. You have my permission, Senpai and Mike says it's okay. For the rest of the session, you can just chill, right? Like you can just kind of chill and your character can kind of mellow out. And you don't need to give a lower reason for why your character is just cool with things. Like it's a character in a role-playing game. They're a vehicle for your fun. If you're not having fun, chill. Give it a week. Come back to it later. Don't hurt yourself. You know. Absolutely. If you're even stressed about like real life stuff, and you're like, okay, I don't, I don't think I can properly RP this. Talk to your DM. You don't necessarily have to cancel the session, but talk to your DM. They might let you like run an NPC character for that week or something, mm-hmm. and that way your character can can take a side step, and you just go, okay, cool. Well, I'm just going to play this relaxing, happy go lucky NPC. Yeah. So I can kind of forget about my issue is going on i don't have to push for that or i just thought of this just literally right now two other options option one just describe it say thorn gets angry and complains for a bit but she eventually agrees to the rest of the party's plan i'm not going to describe that love it or uh the second option is reveal a new thing about your character well we haven't seen this before but when thorn smikes uh, smokes halfling pipe leaf she actually gets really goofy like embarrassingly goofy like to be like like Man, I oh guys the elephants are back i thought you were gonna go a different direction with that one i i thought for sure you were gonna go because i i happen to think about this in that moment as well is thinking about it and saying maybe it's the maybe it's a different trauma response 
maybe instead of getting angry, maybe they break down. She gets scared, cries. Maybe you're playing almost the complete opposite of the character. You're terrified of things. You're mm-hmm. an emotional wreck. And that's only if you're comfortable if, in that moment again, doing that. That's why I went for the, like, the happy goofy. But, but maybe if you're like, I really don't want to be like the aggressive person this session, but I still want to do something adventurous with my character, maybe have them be like, on the verge of a breakdown all, all session. That'd be cool, but yeah. But, like, to the opposite extreme. Well, because then, if, then like, 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 the, like, the character Thorn would then need the other characters to maybe, like, help her out. Yeah. Maybe she breaks down and maybe I'd say, you know what, my, I, I went into my, my, my frenzy and for whatever reason I, I broke out of my rage due to, due to a spell effect or whatever and I'm now, like, several levels of exhaustion. I'm going to describe her just in the corner just crying right now. I am not in this fight. Um, I'm unable to be helpful right now, and then that becomes a situation. What what do your what do your party members do to help you out with that? So to kind of recap what we've been talking about here, uh, we want to be Snape, not Malfoy, with the party goals, not against the party goals. Right, because Professor Snape hates Voldemort, and Malfoy. I think Malfoy loves him. In fact, I'm pretty sure he has a Voldemort body pillow somewhere. And we also want to make sure that we're utilizing that dial. We can go down, we can go up, but we want to make sure that we're able to utilize that and not keep it one thing and only one thing at all times. Utilize that during sessions or between sessions. And we also want to make sure we're being offensive in character, not out of character. Against mm-hmm. characters, not players. Right. Like, again, even even feel free to telegraph that stuff ahead of time. Again, let people know... Uh, before you start yelling at them, because nothing's more shocking than getting yelled at out of nowhere. And with that, we've been Tabletop 101. Peace. Join us next time. Bye.